Good evening and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Stephen Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the very, very happy daddy-o, Mr. Paul Lee. Amen. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 177. A huge thank you to everybody who has listened to last week's show. This week, we've just got the one game to talk about, but a pretty epic uh, outcome uh, of that game a uh, brief roundup of what's happened in the past week there isn't that much actually it's been a fairly quiet week off the field um, but, well but from behind the scenes they'll probably say differently but from what we see uh, outwardly um, so as always we start with our friends over at the supporters club yep so just one trip to tell you about on Saturday the 13th of April coaches going to Sutton United lead the supporters club at half past 11 this trip will cost £20 for adults or £17 for concessions. If you're not a member of the supporters club, there's a £3 additional charge. If you're under 15, you can travel for half price, but you must be with an adult. And every week we say it, please remember that these prices do not include your match day ticket. So if you want to book for this trip, you, you can book in the supporters club uh, on a match day pre or post match, or by calling the travel line on 077-2-135-970. Zero. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a Lane Orient Trust update for you as well. The National League Trust Under-11s tournament semi-finals were held at Eastleigh FC. A girls team from Aldersbrook Primary and a boys team from Churchfield Primary represented Leighton Orient. Unfortunately, both teams' time in the tournament came to an end, just missing out on the opportunity to play in the finals at Wembley. So that's unfortunate. Um... But well done for getting that far. Uh, students from the college study programme visited the training ground to watch the team in training. Afterwards, they met with Joby McEnough, who spoke to the group about their future pathways and pursuing something that they are passionate about. So more great work uh, from the trust and building links with yeah. the local communities as well. Yeah, always do. And just the one bit of AOB for this week, just a massive thank you to everyone who voted yeah. for the Orient Outlook podcast in the FBAs, whether it was via Twitter... Instagram or the FBA's website. By the time you've listened to this, voting will probably have closed. It closes at 23.59 this Sunday evening. So we now have the anxious week and a half wait to find out if we are a finalist on our road to Manchester. So once again, thank you for all your votes. If we do get through to being a finalist, we'll be uh, asking you to vote many more times on yeah. the other platform. So thank you once again. Sure, so Mon- of course on Monday then, the 18th of March, the club confirmed that Dan Happy has been called up to the England C-Squad. Uh, he was replacing Marvin Ekpeteta, who's been withdrawn as a precaution after picking up an ankle knock on, uh, in Saturday's win over Telford uh, in the squad that will face Wales uh, on Tuesday. Tuesday just gone, uh, so well done to Dan Happy. Yeah, that leads us on nicely into Tuesday the 19th of March as Dan Happy played 45 minutes, basically, the second half in the England C squad and the result ended up England C2, Wales 2 at Salford. I think Danny was supposed to have done himself proud, picked up a yellow card uh, for his troubles, but a great international debut there for Dan, the club. Twitter feed got behind it. Uh, Dan's dad done a nice tweet, copied us on it. So thank you to Daniel Happy uh, for including us on that. Hopefully that's the first of many for Danny Agreed. in his international career. What a yeah. sterling couple of months, Danny. He's had amazing, he's had. isn't he? Yeah. Really played his way into the squad that he can't be played out of it. So, yeah, that's not an easy thing to do given the competition for places in that team. And 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 Justin's changed the formation to accommodate yeah. having that that good a quality and, and not saying, all right, well, Dan's young, he'll get his time. But 
actually accommodate him in, in, in the squad. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. To Huey Wednesday then, on the 20th of March, the club confirmed that um, further international call-ups for Hector Kiprianu and Raul Satoriu, they've been called up to the Cyprus under-19 side for their under-19 European Championship Elite Round campaign and Shadrach OG has also been called up to the Republic of Ireland under-18 side that was due to face Turkey twice in Istanbul during the course of the week. So congrats to Hector Rule and Shadrach. Yeah. Um, it's tremendous. Yeah, and then during the day, Hector, in fact, did play for the full 90 and Rulsus Hoyle played for 60 minutes uh, as Cyprus fell to a 3-0 defeat to the current under-19 European champions, Portugal. So it's unlucky boys there, but yeah. again, playing against a team of quality such as Portugal under-19s is only going to be good for the development of Hector and Mr. Satoriu. So not the best result, but great to be involved. in that age, isn't it? Yeah, of course yeah. it is. So well done, boys. And it's really impressive. I think it's worth saying. Like We're talking about a lot of young Orient players being called, being recognised, first of all, by their national team coaches and then being selected and then playing in these games. So like you just said, yeah, it's, it's absolutely outstanding. I don't think it should be underestimated that these lads have come through you know, a really good academy yeah. uh, and finally we're starting to see some of the rewards that we you know reap the rewards that we've sowed so absolutely fantastic yeah. great stuff yeah I couldn't agree with you more and in an 8.15 piece of history at Orient Outlook podcast towers we held our first ever Twitter takeover with none other than Super Kevin Lisby so we'd spoken about it for a couple of weeks decided to do it on the Wednesday uh, as if you follow us on Twitter, as you probably do, if you're listening or on any social media platform, we invited your questions for Super Kev. He answered most of them. He was very funny, very laid back. He is. Great banter. He's uh, got a great sense of humour, Kev. Great involvement with David Mooney, Dean yeah. Cox, Lloyd James. So if you ask us a question, thanks very much. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to bring you a few more Twitter takeovers in the coming weeks and months from Orient Outlook Podcast House. But a massive thank you to Super Kev and Lisby for being our first for to take over. Yeah, he did very well. Thursday the 21st of March, in a quiet day at the club, the only piece of news was that Shadrach Oji's Island under-18s were in action against Turkey in Istanbul, and sadly they were beaten 4-0. Yeah, so Good unlucky. learning curve though. Yeah, absolutely. Unlucky there to young Shadrach. Moving on in to Mooney Friday the 22nd of March. It was another quiet day at the club as the excitement started to build around the upcoming FA Trophy semi-final second leg away to Telford with the O's being just 90 minutes away from when amazing isn't it to hear that see that being you know hear that being read out 90 minutes away from Wembley well we were at Wembley about two weeks ago and we were both looking at the stadium saying it will be immense if I didn't get here Um, but at that point didn't want to overthink it or overanalyze it because we're all Orient fans and we know what overthinking and overanalyzing yeah, can getting be. your hopes up yeah absolutely so then moving on to Saturday the 23rd of March as it is the main event was Telford away in the second leg of the FA Trophy semi-final and as always we run a Twitter poll on the Thursday before the game giving you 24 hours to cast your vote to see how you think we would get on. And we had 322 votes this time round, so much better. Uh, 69% thought we'd win, 22% thought there'd be a draw, and 9% was very cynical thinking that we were going to lose. So thank you to everybody who voted. Yeah, absolutely. So at 2pm, the team was announced, and it was time to get real, as Dean Brill was named in goal. Uh, 
back five, Jamie Turley right back in the middle, Danny Happy, Josh Coulson and Marvin Ekpitesa. And on the left, Joe Woodhurston, midfield made up of J.B. McEnough, Craig Clay and Josh Karoma with McCauley Bond and Matt Harold starting up top. And on the bench, we had Sam Sargent, Dale Gorman, Charlie Lee, James Brophy and Mr. James Alarmy. Yeah, so you see Josh Karoma and Joe Willison were back in the starting eleven as Jamie Turley replaced Sam Ling, who's likely to miss three or four weeks with a hamstring injury, injury sorry, that he sustained uh, in the first leg. Your views on that team? Yeah, uh, a very strong lineup. When I saw it, very happy. Um, when I saw it and thought Turley had come in just over Sam, it turns out Sam's injured, so obviously wished Sam speedy recovery. Yeah. Um, lots of games coming up, so hopefully... He's not out for too long. Um, but looking at that team, should have too much in the tank, really, for Telford, based on what we've yeah. seen in the first leg. I agree, and I like the fact that Justin's kept the formation and slotted yeah. Josh Caroma back in. Um, I think Josh would probably fancy being back up top with um, with Macaulay Bond because that worked really well for the first part of the season. Yeah, okay. um, but I think just the fact that that might suit him quite well, that he's got that problem, that little bit of freedom that he can he can wander and do what he needs to do. Um, and I do agree, yeah, it's a very strong side. Um, obviously disappointing to lose another first-team player to injury. Obviously no Simpsons, obviously his hamstring still hasn't recovered in time. Uh, which is obviously very disappointing. So hopefully, uh, I mean, I haven't seen anything, not that I've been glued to my phone this weekend, but I haven't seen anything to say that Simo's out for X amount of days or weeks or months or whatever. So hopefully, yeah, it's nothing too serious. But we had a number of tweets that came in. Uh, So thanks to Big Ad... Big ads, LOFC, who said, great to see Jamie Turley starting at right back. A good, strong side picked and great to see jo- uh, long live JK, uh, who's Josh Caroma's Twitter handle, back in the 11. Yeah, Rayleigh Davis is a strong team. Simpson for Harold and Dayton on the bench would have made it perfect, but still looks like a great team with goals in it. Yeah, and Bazal73 said, strong, super strong. Let's do it. No excuses, 90 minutes from Wembley. Yeah, great. So, so we couldn't be there. But no seen footage. I would have been there, but it was my birthday weekend. I had a birthday meal. Um, I'll probably come on to it at some point later in the podcast. Uh, so I literally couldn't make it there, but I was yeah. at 2 o'clock, I had the butterflies in the stomach. Yeah. And I didn't feel too good. So the match kicked off with the O's leading Telford 1-0 from the first leg. And like we've said, only 90 minutes away from a FA Trophy final appearance at Wembley. So Telford started brightly forced a corner in the first minute and then a header from Sutton so a bit of a scramble in a very crowded box the ball was poked onto the post by a Telford player straight back into the arms of Dean Brill a bit of a let off there huge let off the player was on the stretch but a really good opportunity um, and they obviously came out all guns blazing as you would expect as the they lower league team having yeah. to come out and get a goal yeah they're but, a goal behind so they have to go out but we survived that one and do that yeah we absolutely did uh, and it is a huge let off but in the 6th minute Orient took the lead following a mix up in the Telford defence as a long ball from Dean Brill was flicked on by Macaulay Bond uh, Telford defender headed it over the oncoming White Early uh, in the Telford goal Matt Harold, the ginger Messi uh, slight exaggeration on your part there um, had the easiest of tasks to slide in and put the ball into an empty net to make it 1-0 on the day 2-0 on aggregate perfect start would have calmed the nerves would have shut their fans up would have got us more vocal but perfect yeah. start couldn't ask for more than that Harold 
it was going in anyway, but he's a forward. He's always going to try and get his boot onto a goal. Of course. So, be, it'd be stupid if he'd have just watched that roll in. Yeah. Because that goes down as an own goal otherwise. Terrible mix-up though in their defence. Yeah. Their keeper and defender really not talking to each other. And yeah, great for us. 1-0. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, picked up a good tweet from the Telford Club account in the 12th minute saying that that goal would have settled the O's nerves and if they, ha- if they had any and the Bucks could do with a spell of possession to settle their own jitters so obviously Telford a bit rattled by that they now have three goals that they'll need to get if they were to to, to go through which two nil already no way goals so it wouldn't have mattered they could have gone on yeah, but we're, we're still 1-0 ahead from the first leg aren't we yeah but two all would have taken it to extra time Yes, yeah, they needed to, three goals to, to, to go to, to win that tie. Well, for all intents and purposes. So, yeah, another good tweet from Telford's account. As Karoma darts towards goal on the left of the area, Barnett clears, and the O's get another chance. This time, McEnough gets a run at goal, but Deeney does a great job using his strength to hold him off, and the ball runs out for a goal kick. So, a bit of end to end stuff. Seems like a really good semi final with obviously Telford having to come at us to try and get back in it and us looking to kill it off with the second goal yeah had we gone two up at this stage it would have been job done yeah, yeah, fought, yeah. Really. yeah I agree and Telford weren't sitting back they're trying their luck in the next few minutes as well a couple of threats that we were able to deal with quite comfortably yeah we went close in the 19th minute a corner uh, from Joby McEnough was met at the far post by Jamie Turley who's got a great head on him he has seen it a couple of times yeah. he's got a very good leap and he reads the game one. really well that first game he played when he's run from off the, off the yeah. outside the line on to head it in yeah, he's a really big good. threat. Big yeah, threat from set piece. He's got his head to it. But the ball clipped the top of the bar from his header, went out for a goal kick. Their keeper was having a bit of a mare. He was yeah. nowhere for that corner. He was completely in no man's land and watched the ball sell over his head. And luckily for him, hit the bar. So unlucky not to be two up there. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think it's safe to say that I don't think the keepers had their best days at either end yesterday for what we've yeah. seen and read as well agree. Um, Telford are persistent in trying to get themselves in the tie but a resilient orient defence are dealing with everything well yeah and in a massive game changing moment in the 26th minute as Matt Harold, the ginger Messi is sent off and gets shown a straight red card for an elbow to the face of Telford Sutton. So now at the time I thought to myself a straight red what is he doing Yeah, no need for that on closer inspection though having seen it it looks very harsh to me. I've got yeah. to say, it looks very, very harsh. Yeah. You? For me, the thing is, I've seen challenges like that get nothing. I've seen challenges like that get a yellow card. Yeah. And I've seen challenges like that get a red card. There's no consistency about it. For me, it looked like they were both tussling for it. Uh, their man came off worse. I don't think Harold intentionally elbowed the guy in the head. I just think that they were jostling and, Har- and Harold's arm was high. He, ha- he has caught the guy, there's no doubt about that. But I don't think he's gone and done it out of malice and gone like, oh, just get off me and then elbowed him in the face. You know, They were both tussling for it. Harold was in front of their man. Just a heat of battle. You can see, like, he meant nothing from it. Yeah, and their yeah. guy's obviously gone down holding his face. So the refs instantly, at this level, you give them that level of decision to make and they're usually not going to make the right one. So a straight red. Loads of Telford players straight on the refs' back. Yeah, player went down. Red comes yeah. out. But again, if we're Telford, we're probably asking for the red. So yeah. swings and roundabouts really. Yeah. So in the 32nd minute, we ended up going close again as Jamie again went close from a Joby corner. 
as we were still chasing the second goal. So we're not sitting back. So it's a really open game at this yeah. moment, as you'd expect the semi-final to be. You'd need to, really. Udo for Telford hit the post in the 39th minute from distance, but just one minute later, Telford give themselves a lifeline as Deeney beats Dean Brill from 20 yards with a shot from the left-hand side of the box. Brill couldn't get down quick enough, and it's game on as it's one all with the O's now leading 2-1 on aggregate, but having to play the rest of the game with just 10 men. Got to say, I think Dean Brill would be disappointed uh, with that one. I think he saved better shots on goal this season. Yeah. It, I don't know if the angles beat him or maybe a bit of wind on the ball, but I would have expected him to save that. Yeah. But I can't say Dean Brill too much because he's been excellent yeah. this season. But 39 minutes gone, one all, and you're thinking... Yeah. We've got 50 minutes here yeah. with 10 men yeah. against a team who are going to be well up for this now. So we've got to see this out. From yeah. being comfortable, it then suddenly became very uncomfortable. Or, no, or an out of pants. They're, they're gonna, we're going to trademark them. And, okay. uh, we're going to have to get them for, we're gonna have to get them at some point. For Wembley. Yeah, where it was like superheroes. Um, but I think, I think <laughs> to take nothing away from there, man, though, that was a good goal. Uh, I mean, you can critique and argue that Brule should have got there quicker and has done better, but for me, I think from 20 yards out, the guys just struck it really well, struck it low and hard, on target, make the keeper work, make Dean Brule save it, and worst case scenario, you can see the corner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, take nothing away from the lad that struck that, I thought that was a good goal, but yeah, you could argue that he's done... He could have done yeah. a bit better there, Dean. So one all. And then that was it up until the 45th minute. As three minutes were added. And then the first minute of added time, AMS holds up, gives the ball to Daniels, and Brewer has to hold his dipping 20-yard effort at the second attempt. And this off a Twitter account went to say, the O's keeper, again, looking like he's handling a bar of soap. Great so fair, tweet. Fair play to the Telford social media team. Well done. Yeah, that was a great Good tweet. Bands. Yeah, great bands. In the Thanks. 45th plus third minute, a great save from Y. Churley. Sutton headed clear. McEnough picked up and let fly a superb dipping shot that the keeper uh, managed to fly to his right and tip over for a corner. For me, McEnough strikes that so perfectly, but their keeper did very well. Perfect technique. Traps it with one foot. Swings the other, yeah. catches it perfectly on yeah. the bounce. Good save for their keeper. It was a good save, but I think their keeper knows where the camera is for that one. Correct, he's that, that one. Well. But good save. And as that happens, the referee brings the first half to a close. Yeah. So one all, two one on aggregate, 45 minutes to play, and us being a man down. So all to play for. I'm sure it was very tense in the ground. I mean, it was tense following it and listening to it, let alone actually being there. In the ground, so attendance announced at 3,478, which must be a huge attendance for Telford. I think roughly, I think there was about 800, I, I think, think 781 yeah. Orient tickets were sold, right? In the Orient allocation, so not counting because it's uh, any who went into the Telford, end. right? It's all ticket, yeah, yeah, fine, okay, yeah. Second half kicked off then, no subs for the O's as Telford get the second half underway and a minute in sees a great challenge from Marvin Ekpeteta to deflect McQuilkin's shot away from danger. So again, they were coming at us right from the get-go. Yeah, good block. We spoke about that last week in terms of defenders reading the game and getting <coughs> yeah. the blocks on to the shots before they're even getting to the goal area. So again, Marv really showing how well he's reading the game and yeah. how he's doing it. And in the 53rd minute, McCauley Bond had some treatment, but it was okay to continue. And then in the 57th minute, still had an effort on top, well, had an effort uh, for Telford that 
basically was nowhere near the target. So not much pressure to talk about at this point. Yeah, quite 10 minutes in, uh, and then um, quite 10 minutes then followed. And in the 67th minute, James Brophy uh, replaced Josh Caroma. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Bring off Josh in his first start since January. Um, get James Brophy on to run at those tired legs and it's cause havoc. So for me, yeah, no-brainer. Yeah, and it's soon. about, from that perspective, it's about keeping the ball up their end of the pitch and James Brophy can carry the ball up the pitch, releasing that little bit of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that, that sub makes absolute sense. Yeah, we need to keep the ball up their end and he, he'll bring the ball out from defence and, and bring the ball up the pitch, yeah. giving the defence a little bit of rest as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Because Ross has spoken about players that can take the ball up the pitch and keep us in their half. Yeah, which is what essentially Brophy is there to do. Yeah, 72nd minute, the man Brophy done a nice little run, cuts the ball back to Macaulay Bond, who was running onto the ball on the edge of the box, unmarked, but Macaulay shoots wide. And again, I don't want to seem like I'm digging Macaulay out here, but he's got to be at least hitting the target there, Mr. Yeah. Maker. Yeah, at least make the keeper work. Yeah, so for, for that me, one. Yeah. And he had time as well. It was Joel Brophy's sell it up on a plate pretty much, perfectly paced ball, straight onto his path, so he doesn't have to angle, re-angle his run, he's running onto that ball. And you know, Mecca will be disappointed with that at the end of the end of the day. But yeah, unlucky there, but we were going for it and trying to kill the game off. Yep, seventy seven minutes on the clock then, and it's really game set and match as Orient seal the tie. Joby McEnough free kick goes to the back post, Big Marv heads it back across goal. And Josh Corson's super forehead mm. is at it again as his header loops into the back of the net to make it 2-1 on the day, 3-1 on aggregate. And surely, despite only having 10 men with 13 minutes <laughs> left, I'm thinking, surely this is game, set and match now because they've now got to get three more goals in yeah. 13 minutes, not gonna 14 happen. minutes. It's not going to happen, is Super Joshy Corson to that forehead. Strikes again. Got to say, the keeper again in no man's land, following yeah. the ball to Marv, and then gets his jersey stuck onto the post and can't get it off. Coulson, good header. Thank you very much. Call as a that. cucumber. Yeah. And once that goal had gone in, you know, we know better now to tweet we're going to Wembley. Yeah, we have to. But it was almost. Wanted to. <laughs> it was almost there, but at yeah. that point you're thinking, right, it's done now, we'll see this out. And that kind of, from my perspective, killed the stuffing out of Telford a little bit. Yeah. And that was when. We really knew that Wembley wasn't that too dream far away. Became reality. Yeah, absolutely. So eighty yeah. second minute, James Brophy shoots wide following neat build up play involving McEnough, Bond and Clay. So we're really looking to put the cherry on the cake here to get the third goal. Yeah, eighty four minutes. Dean Brill needed to be alert to preserve our lead as Telford's low cross is deflected. Brill got his body in the way before Ekpeteta headed off the line to clear the danger. So they were still coming at us, they were still having a go, yeah. still trying to claw their way back in. Yeah, as you would. So I've got to say, again, superb defender from Marvin, reading the game well, right place. Right time. Right time, yeah, with what you want now, your defenders. Made that decision to withdraw from the England squad. Absolutely. The absolute right one, because it's in our best interest there. Yeah. Uh, five minutes of additional time are added on as the uh, screens are frantically refreshed and radios are cho- turned up and those fans everywhere praying for the final whistle yeah and in 93rd minute James Allaby comes on to replace McCauley Bond whose work rate again I must say for the chance he missed um, his work rate is never ever in question superb work rate and again sounds like he absolutely worked his socks off for the team and you can only commend Mr Bond on that one absolutely two minutes later full time whistle goes and the away end erupts as we win the game 2-1 winning 3-1 on aggregate 
and with the famous Leighton Orient and we're going to Wembley. So amazing, amazing scenes at the away end, I think. Yeah. I think that's captured on the front page of the non-league paper today very, very nicely with Darren Reisman, Simon Henry, Michael Radbourne and numerous other faces in that picture. I think yeah. that's, that picture, quite a powerful picture, I think that sums up how everyone was feeling. Yeah, congratulations uh, to those boys getting their mugs on the front of the non-league paper. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, at this point, we would normally bring you Justin Edinburgh, his live interview uh, with Dulcet Dave. However, we don't have it this week. We've got something slightly different. So, we've got quotes from Justin and then we've got Dave Victor's own thoughts on the game from yesterday. So yep. Justin said to Dave after the game, it's an incredible achievement. It's a memory that will last forever. We now have to park it because we have nine more cup finals in the National League. We have to enjoy this moment. They are a good group and they will be ready for fold on Tuesday. This could give us momentum and spur us on. We are hitting form at a very good time. Seven straight wins. Top of the table. You couldn't make it up. Yeah, It's important to enjoy. I've got to say... Fantastic words there from Justin. Very wise. We're in the final now. We can't let it get to us. Now we need to do the job in the National League and make sure we get out of it. Absolute spot on there for me, for Justin. The other thing as well, in one way it's, it's, it's a blessing, in another way it's a curse because the players would usually, after the last game of the season, that would, that would be it. But they've now got to wait nearly three weeks to then play the final game before they then go on their sort of summer holidays and have their wind down and rest. Providing we win the league. So if we yes, don't win the yes. league, assuming we, we win the league, yeah, which yeah. we all hoping and praying that we do, we do, yeah, because yeah. that make the Starman party an even bigger deal than what it already is. Absolutely. So Dave also spoke to Martin Ling, who said, "We're taking this competition seriously from the start. It's a good day. When you look at the other results in the National League, it's even better. The trophy isn't a priority, but the chance of doing the double is brilliant. We think we have the squad." to do it yeah, it's a positive Martin absolutely do it's like we said no Justin interview this week but we do have the thoughts of Dave Victor here's what Dave Victor had to say to the Orient Alders podcast after the Telford match it felt like a very significant day for Leighton Winter yesterday not least psychologically there were so many supporters who expected to be disappointed I think particularly after what happened in the FA Trophy last season against Gateshead. You could see the tension and the nerves and the messages that Matt and I were receiving, particularly after Matt Harold had seen red and Dean is excellent equaliser. But Josh Coulson's massive forehead secured a winner and that seemed to transform the mood. It was so important for Leighton Oenton. I was delighted that Nigel T- Travis was there, the chairman, together with his sons, as well as Matt Porter and I know back in Dallas, Ken Teague would also feel very proud about what they've achieved turning around of very special football club. Credit must also go to the director of football, Martin Ling, as well as Justin Edinburgh. They've taken the competition seriously when so many other leading sides in the National League haven't. And they've been right. It hasn't hindered our promotion push. If anything, it has enhanced it, uh, providing very important wins during a lull in form and key players have had time to recover from serious injuries it's very good to see just Cromer back clearly needing some game time yesterday seven straight wins you have to go a long way back since that last happened in each of those games late night haven't always looked comfortable but they've shown the qualities that Justin Enver has installed resolve spirit mental and physical strength and I really feel confident about late night but I'm beginning to allow myself to feel a little hopeful. Justin says the supporters need to embrace these exciting times and the faithful have been magnificent. They certainly were yesterday, have been all season. And I think in the last seven games, sometimes it's felt that the supporters have carried the players over the line. Late Noyant 
have qualities that the likes of Salford, Fylde and Solihull Moors can't get. You can't buy a fan base. You can't buy tradition. You can't buy spirit. You can't buy passion. And you can't get the connection that was clearly shown in the club video promoting the season tickets recently. Lovely moment with Lottie being embraced by Josh Coulson. It says so much about our very special football club. And we've got real quality in this squad. Dean Brill, that save at Aldershot was magnificent. Jay Simpson showed that he can do it on a wet Tuesday night at Barrow. The calm consistency of Joe Widdison has been outstanding. The stamina in the centre of midfield that Craig Clay has demonstrated. So many young players who are getting better and better thanks to the leadership of our fantastic captain, Joby McEnough. And the quality of the coaching staff that we've seen from Danny Webb, Ross Hamilton, and of course, Justin Edinburgh. These really are very exciting times. Late Nointe are going to Wembley, and Late Nointe are top of the table. There's Justin says there are nine cup finals to be played before that important date in May. And it was Johnny Davis who tweeted in to say that... Uh, Super Kevin Lisby never really got the chance to say goodbye and the players to thank him. And thanks to uh, Cray Valley reaching the final of the FA Bowers, we'll be able to do that in May at Wembley. So much to be proud of, so much to be excited about. There will be twists and turns. There will be very, very nervous occasions. But we're top. We're going to Wembley. And as Justin Edinburgh says, let's embrace and enjoy these exciting times for our special football club. Wow. The end. There's, that, no, there's nothing left to say on the podcast that, here later. That's, yeah, that's a mic drop. <laughs> that's a mic drop moment. Dave has just summed up the whole season so far in like three minutes. Superb for me. Massive. I mean, he, he didn't forget anybody. Everyone, to their credit, has been absolutely fantastic this season. And, and Dave has such a fantastic way of summing it all up and, and so well. And, you know, Danny Webb is a bit of an unsung hero in terms of like he does what he does yeah. behind the scenes. Ross, you know. <laughs> fantastic Dave thank you very much indeed for that we really appreciate that and uh, couldn't agree with you more and uh, yeah we'll all get to see Super Kev at Wembley yeah superbly summed up so in the other FA Trophy semi-final AFC Fylde scored an 89th minute winner to give them a 3-2 win over Stockport County so Sunday the 19th May in the FA Trophy final AFC Fylde versus Leighton Orient and we're all bound to be there and hopefully a special day that gets remembered but like we said nine cup finals coming up so as we turn yeah. our attentions back to the National League it was a great day for the O's even though we mm. weren't in action in the league a second place Solihull Moors lost 2-0 away at Halifax so they stay level on points with us but have now played two games more third place Wrexham lost one away at Hartlepool so they're currently one point behind us and they've played three games more yeah. which is incredible fourth place Salford Drew 0-0 home to Barnet, so they're now three points behind us, but they've also played two games more, so we've got at least two games in hand on the top four and more points, which is fantastic. So it's looking very, very hopeful. So your views on yesterday then, Mr. Levy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, delighted, obviously, that we're through to the finals of this competition. Uh, at first, I couldn't really quite believe it. I had to let it sink in for a minute. Um, but yeah, we, we've done it. Uh, I also think it's a game uh, we could win. I think we could win that, uh, that final against Fylde and no doubt we'll take tens of thousands of fans just like we have done previously. Uh, it's been a tough journey or maybe a journey that we've made tough. 
we've come up against uh, opposition that on paper we should be smashing, but I guess to their credit, they've come and had a go at us. But thanks to Justin Ross and Danny's guidance, we've done very, very well to make the Wembley final. Nothing is a given uh, anymore. Uh, we should all be uh, aware of that. And, and we just get another day out at Wembley, which, like Dave said, I have a good feeling about it as well. Uh, I feel that it's a game that we can win. Um, we could pick the bones out of the performance from, from the Telford match, but you know, as I've said previously, it's winning that counts, and, and we've just gone and done that, and that's all we needed to do. You know, We don't make it easy for ourselves, but the bottom line is, is just to have a bit of faith and a bit of confidence in, in Justin and the team. We've got to now remain focused. Getting out of this league is more of a priority uh, than the Cup. The Cup is just a nice bonus. Yeah. You? Superb one, I think. Yeah. You know, off to Wembley, but... We made it slightly harder on ourselves than it needed to be. I think after six minutes we had the perfect start, but Harold harshly goes from hero to villain, yeah. you know, as football can be. It'd be interesting to see if that gets appealed, I think, because I think that could be worth an appeal. So it'd be interesting to see if the club appeal that straight red. Does that mean he misses the final? Does that mean he Don't misses know. the next couple of games? How does that? No idea. I presume it's the next couple of games, but I'm sure we'll find out in due course. I mean, at one all, the game really could have gone either way, I think, but our quality and fitness shown through, and in the end, once Josh made it 2-1, like we said, you felt it was job done and game over. I think far to be anything but pushovers in the next round. I think it's a massive game for them. They yeah. were at Wembley two years ago, I believe, in their playoff final when they've won there recently. Um, but I've got to say, I'm already immensely looking very forward uh, to the day. But like we said, got to make sure the focus goes back on the National League now. Nine cup finals. And like I've said before, I think if we win six out of those nine, I think we go up as champions. I don't yeah. think we'll be caught now. I think possibly even five out of nine looking on the form of Solihull and the form of Wrexham. But, you know, let's get the job done. Let's win all nine and then hopefully look ahead to see what can be hopefully a great day on this Sunday, the 19th of May. I've got to say, massive kudos to the travelling away fans. Huge numbers again, huge yeah, amount of noise. Coming. Got yep. to say, well done to everyone at the club for achieving what they have done. As this time two years ago, maybe we were talking about our club pretty much going out of business and spiralling at a rate faster than what we've ever seen before. Yeah. So I've got to say, Nigel, Ken, I salute you on the sterling work you've done for Leighton Orient. And long may it continue, because without those two, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, Justin, Ross, Danny, boys, keep on making us proud and get yourselves in the history books and let's go for the double now and have a season to remember. Yeah. Yeah, wise words and, and, and well done. Yeah, absolutely. We had a number uh, of tweets that came in to us, but just before we read those ones out, there's a number of tweets that we've picked off of Twitter. First of all, Dean underscore... Uh, Cox7 said nobody deserves a Wembley trip uh, more it's been a torrid few years for everyone behind the scenes fans and players past and present and as a football club I couldn't be more happier for Leighton Orient go and do the double I'm sure you will see Dean Cox at Wembley I'm positive 100%. Jamie Turley says what a feeling Wembley here we come bring it on 19th of May yeah, Josh Coulson 4 says, uh, Wembley, here we come, buzzing to be going to the home of football with this bunch of lads. What a day for the club. Yeah. And he said in a club interview that was I saw on social media that um, he booked his mates uh, stag yeah. for that weekend and he's now not going to be able to go. Josh, you're a full mate, you know. But fair play, you've yeah. got a fairly good, good reason. Yeah, long live JK11 says, let's go, lads dig deep today. See you at Wembley. Yeah, Joby McEnough, Captain Joby, said, Wembley it is then. Great shift from all the boys today. 10 men for 60 plus minutes was a grind, but well, well worth it. Will be a great day for everyone connected with the club. May 19th, see you there. Yeah, Reese Otley, GK, the goalkeeping coach, kept it short and sweet. It's a fantastic performance and result. 
And Wembley, here we come. Yeah, and then uh, Sam underscore Sarge tweeted simply, we're going to Wembley. Great shift from all the lads. Yeah, to finish off with the players and staff, tweets Kent T tweeted by saying LOFC is going to Wembley. An honour and a privilege to be part of our club. Thanks to everyone who made it happen, from the players, coaches, staff and fans. I'm really looking forward to our and my first day out at Wembley Stadium. Hashtag up the O's. And Wembley Stadium uh, responded to one of the club's tweets as well. Did you see sure that? Did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like very nice do. of them. Like very nice. Do. So those were uh, our views and views of some of the uh, playing and playing staff and, and, and Kent um, at the club. But a huge amount of feedback came in after that match. So thanks to everybody for your views uh, that came in on our social media accounts. And again, we do try and read out as many as we can, but just because we read them, it doesn't mean we agree with them. When we start this week with Alan Reeves too, who said, what a result with 10 men. Great set of results elsewhere as well. The O's must take advantage this time. Yeah, TCW0102 kept it short. Sweet says, I'm so happy. What a team. What management. Yeah. What fans. Yeah. XFSTTSX says, going to Wembley, top of the league. Both Wrexham and Solihull Moors lost. What a day to be an yeah, O's fan. Couldn't make it up. Could you really? No. Buchan, JP says, wow. Just wow. Well done to the team on reaching Wembley. But just as importantly, we are still top of the league. I don't think anyone thought that would happen seeing who our rivals were playing. So it's a real bonus. Let's get some space between us and the chasing pack. Orient fan 345 said they did it the Orient way. Pure magic and the atmosphere was incredible. Come on, you O's. Paul Staines 86 is this season and our destiny is completely in our own hands now. Still top of the league with games in hand. Thanks to results today. A trip to Wembley that I think everyone at LOFC deserves considering what we all suffered just a few years ago. Paul underscore LT2P said, I can't believe we made it to Wembley and I'm a bit stunned to be honest. We're still top with two and three games in hand over the chasing pack. To Tuesday is massive, but every game now is now. So come on, let's get behind the team and Justin. Yeah, Leighton Ori boy. So we have some business to put right at Wembley. Getting there shows just how far we've come in a short space of time and also what a well-run club can achieve. We owe a great deal to Kent, Nigel and co. Great tweet, that one, I think. Spot on tweet. Wrecker Blue App says, felt like we was having a mild, I was having a mild heart attack listening on the radio, but we are at Wembley. Now let's go and win the league. Was a good day, very good day overall for us. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Paul wasn't the only one having mild heart attacks yeah. as he was listening. Digger H7730046 says, well, that could have not gone much better, could it? Hartlepool, Halifax and Barnet doing us favours and we are going to Wembley. What a day. Well done, the players management and not least the faithful fans the double is on yeah Chris Cow too says I really can't express my feelings the protests on the pitch less than three seasons ago I cried that night because I believed my club was dying today I'm so emotional Wembley and top of the league with nine cup finals to go yeah people getting great tweet that Chris. emotional great tweet you would expect Spot. Richie J Bourne it's a great result and well done O's for keeping your heads against a team who tried all the tricks in the book to cheat a victory. The ref fell for all the diving and dirty play and was there 12th man. Good point there from Richie. Yeah, nice one. Uh, Orient Fan TV said, wow, what a performance that was from all involved. Fans played a major part today, cheering on the team, especially after going down to 10 men so early. All players today worked their socks off and thoroughly deserved to go to Wembley. FA Trophy finalists. Now let's win the league. Absolutely, let's do it. Ted Talks Orient tweeted us. Said the match wasn't streamed, so I listened to Dulcet Dave for a while. 
the stress was so intense after Harold was sent off that I had to switch it off and look at BBC text. But we did it. We got there in the end, Ted. Yeah, absolutely. Baggy's House 42 said, 43 years since my first game and love the O's more each day. Get in. Great tweet. Paul R. Gregory said, a very proud O tonight here in Spain. Hopefully, I'll be a third time winner at Wembley having been there for Scunthorpe and Rotherham yeah, yeah same with us yeah. it'd be a fantastic tribute to our owners after the circus of our last Wembley appearance great tweet again yeah Kevin Cowland said today we've put the icing on the cake now let's get the cake starting with sorry now let's get the cake starting with first slice against Fylde on Tuesday what a fantastic day for everyone connected with this great club not just because of this result but the fact that we're still top of the league with games in hand yeah Sunshine LOFC says big love to all involved with Leighton Orient buzzing to be an O's fan again a cracking trip on the Lebas de la Sun with much merriment being enjoyed. Next season, hopefully, I need to get myself on one of those buses. Yeah, sounds like good fun. Hope you a great one. Final word this week goes to down underscore underscore south, who says, Wembley bound, absolutely outstanding. No club, team, owners or fans deserve it more than Orient. Can't wait for the 19th of May. Yeah, neither can we. So thank you for all the tweets that came into at Orient Outlook during, after, before the game on Saturday and during the week. So if you agree or disagree with any, let us know. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook. You can email us at OrientOutlook at Outlook.com. We're on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast and we're on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast yes we certainly are so that wraps up yesterday's Wembley bound trip uh, via Telford uh, prediction league then quite a few people got this right um, so I, I'm going to crack on with uh, with those that did so well done to the following who guessed correctly and get three points Robert Lock 14 East London Exile East underscore 10 Elmo John 7, Mark Raudus, uh, Clifford Hart 10, Tony underscore Antonio, Brad 1 Malloy, The Hut People, uh, Kyle Fear 01, DeWard underscore 7, Wings Mad, Paul Wee underscore UK, Nice Shot Steve, Strop underscore O, Nino Barone 27, Pills the Dome Man, Alb 5399, Paul Skinner 88, and Orient Fan TV. So, as I say, you guys get three points, but extra special kudos goes to SMTH Jack 7, at Sue underscore Manx, at Leon Oresti, and at Ian Manet Rene John, who also predicted. 2-1 but they also predicted a scorer and get 4 points so well done to them and well done to you for, for keeping track of all that yeah, so the top of the prediction league it's getting very tired yeah. with 10 games left to predict on yeah. now so 31 points no. leads FA Trophy final are you going to do one absolutely yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 31 points then Pills the Doman <laughs> and Leon Oreste joint top leading the pack followed on 28 points by Barry Twin Ian Manet Renee, John and Matty LFC Evans with Mark Shepard in third place on 26 points. So thanks for all your predictions again. Get predicted now. Ten games left. There's going to be more twists and turns, I think, in the prediction league table. Yeah. Uh, and to finish off our Saturday roundup, we have to say a massive congratulations to Cray Valley and Super Kevin Lisby on reaching the final of the FA Vars, which I think was against Canterbury, a team in Canterbury, oh, um, and will be played just before our game on the 19th 
uh, of May. So uh, Super Kev will be back there. It is in the National League paper somewhere. I saw it earlier. They played Canterbury City uh, and won, uh, sorry, drew one all, but they won 2-1 on aggregate for yeah. the first leg. So well Absolutely. done. Absolutely. So moving on into today, Sunday the 24th of March. And the O's ladies team defeated Norwich City 4-1 at the Brea Group Stadium. So well Hayley Barton's brace was added to by Swala Cadoso Queenie, the SCQ, and Alice Parker's own goal as the O's put in an impressive performance in front of a good crowd in E10. I mean, that's some result. Well done there to yeah, the ladies. Wicked. Well done to everyone. And their next league game is away to Enfield Town Ladies on Sunday, the 7th of April. So that's in two weeks. That one kicks off at 2pm. And as always, a massive thank you to Sam for his match report. So thanks to Sam at the club there. Much appreciated, Sam, for your match report there. 100%. So let's wrap this up then. We're just coming up to the 45th minute mark. um, So we're doing well time-wise here. Fancy football, though there were no games this week, last time we read out the the league table, the results hadn't quite tallied up and the points hadn't been added from that week. Game week's um, games. So Tolu Sangawawa leads the Orient Outlook podcast on 1,870 points. Sam Massingham is second with 1,829. It's a bit of a gap uh, being created there. Steve's doing really well in 19th place on 1,732. And I'm in 61st place on 1,629 points out of 195 players. So actually, I'm really quite happy with where I am in terms of the grand scheme of it. But I've got a lot of work to do. 103 too. points to pull back yeah. on, my friend. So in nine games. Twist and turn. What's that? Twelve or thirteen points a game more than you. Yeah. Otherwise, you're putting in your pants, which I cannot yeah. wait for. So, <laughs> dream team updates. So, I rock and back leads the our dream team league on 1907 points. Had a second place our Humphreys on 1884 <coughs> points. We're both not doing too badly in our dream team league. I'm in 16th place. You're in 28th place out of 112 players. So that rounds up yes. our fantasy league. So positives and negatives of the week. Three positives, could have a lot more, but we'll keep it um, within the three. And negatives, we do have two. So positives, we are in the FA Trophy final, which is a huge positive. We go back to Wembley, yeah. already looking forward to it. A second one, we're also top of the National League. Two games in hand on second place, Solihull. And basically... And three on Wrexham. Yeah, it's looking good, it's looking very it good. It is looking good, dare you say it. And lastly, Dave Victor alluded to it, I think we've alluded to it in a few tweets, seven wins on the spin, hitting form at just the right time yeah. in the season. So what a time to be alive, what a time to be an O's fan. 100%. Wembley appearance coming up, top of the league, seven wins on the spin, what could go wrong? Two key negatives for us this week though, Sam Ling's injury, obviously not good news that he's going to be out for, for three to four weeks, uh, and then uh, Matt Harold's red card and obviously the subsequent impact on that whether that means that he misses league games or just cup games if anyone from the club is listening and knows I'd be grateful if you could let us know so hero of the week then so we normally put this out to Twitter this week we didn't we had a bit of a discussion uh, before we started recording it could have been anyone uh, nominees was discussed could have been anyone in the squad could have been the whole squad for the rotation and the, and the unity they've shown this season could have been the management team for what they've done with the club could have been Justin but we decided to give it to someone who just missed out on it last week and who deserves it and whose massive forehead sealed the game yesterday and has been an epic player for the O's um, basically since he arrived at the club. So here of the week, as you've probably already guessed it, is Mr Josh Corson. So well done, Joshy. Well done, Josh. Vital goals. I mean, he's been outstanding this season as have most of the other players, but we couldn't not give it to Josh Corson this week. So congratulations there to Josh, which leads us on then to next week's fixture so as we head into the final stages of the season 
It's a busy week for the O's as there are two important, massively important National League fixtures to be played on Tuesday, the 26th of March. We welcome our fellow FA Trophy finalist, AFC Fold, to the Brea Group Stadium. So AFC Fold now fifth in the National League after playing in their semi-final on Saturday. But like us, they have plenty of games in hand over teams around them. This one is looking like a very difficult fixture fold. They do like to score goals. They do like to attack. And Danny Rowe, I'd probably say they've got... He scored yesterday. One of the best strikers, <clears throat> if not the best striker in the National League. Yeah. As we've seen plenty of times against us last season at Brisbane Road, he scored two outstanding goals. One to be very, very kept closely in mind. And I'm sure Happy Coulson and Marv have already discussed how they're going to keep... Him yeah. quiet. So it's not the first time we've played against him, so no, we've kept him quiet. We'll be aware of we've that. kept him quiet when we've played yeah. him away. So if you exactly. see us in or around the ground, come and say hello. Yeah, or then give on, us an oi oi. Yeah, exactly. Then on thirty uh, Saturday the thirtieth of March, the O's make the short trip across London as we travel to Barnet, who are seventeenth in the National League after getting a very decent nil nil away draw against Salford. On Saturday, if you're going, have a safe journey. If you see us, come and say hello. Why not tweet us at or in Outlook or Instagram us? Um, copy of, can you do that on Instagram? I can't even remember. Or in underscore Outlook underscore podcast while you're on your way to the match, during the match, or even after the match. Yeah, so to close this episode out, every time he's in the UK, we do like to try and get a message off Nigel Travis, and we've done so this week for you so we've got a four minute uh, message from Nigel who spoke about yesterday's game and about the aims of the season going forward Uh, so here's what Nigel had to say uh, after yesterday's game let's try that again so here's (laughs) Nigel Travis following yesterday's game take two I must say I've got a slightly croaky throat this morning but I feel happy. As I sit here in my flat in Notting Hill, I can see the dome of Wembley, and that beckons for Leighton Orient. I've just been for a wonderful run in Kensington Gardens. I'm all ready to go back uh, to the US, a very happy man. So, my message to you this week for the Orient Outlook podcast will be slightly longer than normal, and it will be in two parts. Uh, Firstly, let's talk about yesterday. Yesterday was incredible. I want to thank all the fans who went, about 800 of you. The noise you made right from the start was incredible. I've never been to a game where so many people were in the ground an hour early. And I think it really ramped up the atmosphere, which was uh, at times matched very well by the Telford fans. So it was a terrific atmosphere. And the game was bruising, tough. um, But as always, Justin marshaled our troops magnificently so thank you to everyone who made the long journey up there i was pleased to see some of you on the train up and many of you on the train back and we all got back to houston last night very happy uh i want to call out justin again uh i think his substitutions at times are magical i think the way he brought on james brophy yesterday uh to bring on uh, a very tiring josh caroma uh, was fantastic and that opened up another chance uh, I think his substitutions all year have been incredible and I think we all know how difficult making substitutions are and many senior uh, managers in the Premier League uh, failed to do that as well as Justin does so Justin great job 
And I called out on the BBC after the game, Martin Ling, for everything he's done pulling this squad and, more importantly, pulling the culture that we have at the club uh, together. Anyway, that was yesterday. We're going to Wembley. We're arranging a lot of events around Wembley. Um, we're going to be arranging some special events for our sponsors. Uh, we're going to make it a great day out, but that's two months off. So let's forget Wembley for now. Focus on priority number one. And it's always been my priority, number one, is to get out the National League and back into the Football League. So yesterday the results went our way and I have to say, uh, myself and many other people on the board couldn't believe that we were still top after missing out on two games. In fact, we got three games in hand of Wrexham. But complacency cannot uh, start. We've got to stay 100% focused and that's all of us. All of us, the fans, the club, the coaching staff, the executives, etc., etc., we all have to stay focused and we need 150% effort over the next few weeks. We've got nine games to go and it all starts on Tuesday night. Uh, Fylde are in a very good position uh, and we could make a difference with a positive result on Tuesday. So let's act like we, we did at the Telford. Let's have plenty of noise before the game, during the game, and cheer the fans, uh, cheer the team on. It's going to be a very tough game. Filed, we know, are a very good team. We're looking forward to seeing them at Wembley. But our priority is beating them this coming Tuesday. We then go to Barnet. So another game in London. Uh, and in fact, every game uh, we have for the rest of the season, apart from the very important away game at Salford, is going to be within the M25. So I'm encouraging all our fans to go, to get behind the team from the start, make a lot of noise, and show that there's only one Orient. So finally, to all those, again, who've supported us all year, thank you. This has been a real team effort. The fans have done an incredible job all season getting behind the team. <clears throat> we have to stay very focused over the next few weeks, and the time for celebration is down the road. So let's get at it. Go, Orient, and up the O's. So a massive yeah. thank you there to Nigel Travis for sending us that message. And like he said, can't be complacent now. So, you know, it's been amazing this season, but it counts for nothing, I guess, if we don't follow it through in the next nine games. And Still got a lot of work to do. Absolutely. That's the important thing. So that is it. Yeah. That is it for this week. Thank you very much for joining us for episode number 177. Que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. We're going to Wembley. Okay, Sarah, Absolutely. Sarah. It's a very quiet week off the pitch for the O's as the focus for the week was the FA Trophy semi-final second leg. But after a tense 90 minutes on the pitch, the Orient overcame Telford 2-1 to confirm our place in the FA Trophy final and leave us O's fans ecstatic as we can now look forward to a day out at Wembley on Sunday the 19th of May. The yeah, results also went our way in the National League. So now the double seems like a very, very real possibility ahead of two difficult National League fixtures coming up this week. So as Nigel said, let's get behind the boys for the rest of the season. Let's really make some noise in our remaining games and make sure we win the National League and get back to the place we all want to be and have all craved to be back in yeah. the Football League. Yeah, we'll be back next week with episode number 178 with all the information and views that you could ever need. And if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the podcast a review. If you're listening on SoundCloud, tune in, Stitcher or any of your Android apps, 
add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all our podcasts available the minute that they are uploaded and also uh, as I'm sure you know by now we're also on Spotify so you can stream us it just got easier for you yeah if you have an older relative or a loved one who you think will like the podcast grab their phone and download it for them if you know someone who's never shown an interest in Orient but now suddenly is with a Wembley final on the horizon because those fans are coming out tell them about the pod pass the pod on to those fans get them excited they are the fans that can make the difference get them involved and tell them about it download them grab their phone from down their Kindles or tablets or whatever they've got get the Orient Outlet podcast on to their listening waves mugs we still have them, so we're still talking about them. They are yeah. a fiver. Get in contact if you want one. Free delivery at any home game. Otherwise, it's going to cost you £3 in postage. It will. So get your FA Trophy final mugs, <laughs> podcast mugs. And obviously, it goes without saying, a massive thank you to Dave Victor. I thought his message was absolutely superb. Wouldn't expect anything less. A massive thank you to Nigel Travis as well. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always... Keep very calm, yeah. have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.